This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Gil, we're back. Last time you saw us, we were in Las Vegas. Oh, it was Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay. The big three drafts in Con, Brian. We can get back to that, but I want to let you know that the podcast world is growing bigger every day, and the Himalaya app wants to help you navigate it. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love, as well as favorites like us. Like us. If you're a podcaster or you're a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters. Like me. <laughs> some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free, it's the easiest to use, and they're adding cool new features every day. Go to the App Store, download Himalaya, H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow the No Chill Podcast. Don't forget. How could you forget? They don't. Huh. They really don't. Let's be real. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast... We've seen a couple of seasons come to an unceremonious end for two marquee teams. So as the door closed for the Rockets and the Celtics, we grade their overall performance, decide if the season was a disappointment or should have been expected, and what's next? For Houston, what happens when they run it back with the roster they have? For Boston, what do they do different with or without Kyrie? We also get into Tyron Lue's decision to turn down the Lakers coaching gig that ultimately went to Frank Vogel. Of course, Gilbert has a take on it. Also, he officially announces his fandom of Kawhi Leonard. While he's at it, he adds on an explanation of his very publicized comments about Vince Carter re-upping for another season at 42 years old. It's a packed episode of the No Chill Podcast. As always, you can get every episode early on the Himalaya app. Be sure to subscribe to the No Chill Podcast on Himalaya or wherever you get your podcasts. And check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. Okay, let's start off by saying, uh, <clears throat> what kind of white boy outfit is this? I was uh, like the, the white, uh, white swaggy P, channel my. Also, you have a basketball outfit on. Some shit with, you would wear. <laughs> with a flannel. Got to it. Be, to be honest, I was in the car and I had a t-shirt. Like if, you, if, you, if you guys can't. LA um, weather's been weird. This if you guys you know, are not watching and you're just listening, he has on basketball hoop shorts mm-hmm. with the gray Jordans, a basketball t-shirt, Tight. and... Over the shirt, he has a flannel yeah. long sleeve on. That's some cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for a wino. Let me just tell you. Like someday, <laughs> that's a wino outfit. Someday you can get to this okay. level. All right. That's, uh, no, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> we got to tell our friends at Stitch Fix. Sent on this might be a Stitch Fix shirt. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Uh, we got friends. I'm right pretty place. sure you're not supposed to wear it with the outfit you have I under there. My own thing. That's okay. the whole point of it. it. If it, it looks good to you, if it feels good, do it. <laughs> Rock with it. But you know what didn't feel good? Watching Houston come all this way this year and, and take that L. Man, they had the prime opportunity. You have Boogie is out. KD goes down. What more can you ask for out of Golden State? Like, go for the jugular, man. Yeah, you're supposed to. But, but, they didn't have enough talent. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. did it. Like, you remember Adam Capriel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From, uh, Caparel. Caparel from... Yeah, put some respect on his name. From um, <clears throat> Out of Bounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he still hits me about, you know, picks. Mm-hmm. So he says, 
Yeah, do you believe um, this Houston, you know, this, this, this Houston train, everyone's jumping on that they're going to beat Golden State? You know, it's a plus seven right now. I said, who's plus seven? He said, Golden State's plus seven. I said, well, you better take that. He said, I said, Houston has no chance. I said, people don't understand. All, all the pressure was on Houston because KD's gone. They're at home. They're supposed to win. You heard Paul Pierce. Uh, heard Paul Pierce. They said win. They supposed to win by fifteen. I was like, no, that this doesn't work in their favor. I said, if you take KD out, you take Cousins out, you have the same starting five or same at least three to four players that's used to playing with each other. So, so you have to revert your mind back to 2014, 2015, 2015, 2016. Golden State Warriors. Yeah, man, they got back to the core Warriors. So what did they do on the road? On the road, they shot more threes. They played wild, wild man basketball. So when you really broke it down, you have a team who's supposed to lose. They don't have any – what do they have to lose now? They're going to go out there, fling up a lot of threes. I told him – I said, they're going to shoot at least 30 to 35 threes. You know? Now, if they're hitting, it's over. And I said, if, if if the game is close towards the end, Houston's going to choke more than Golden State. So I will take Golden State for game six. But like you're saying, the volume of threes that they shot, it's also Houston's game. The difference is the ball movement creates better looks. Yeah, but you put everybody back in an element that they're comfortable with. So now Draymond gets to be that assist man. You know, um, Clay and Steph get to play wild man basketball. They have more of they know they actually know their roles. So you're just putting them in an element they've already been accustomed to in a game to them, eh, we don't have no pressure. We're supposed to lose this game. So let's just go out there and just play basketball. We have nothing to lose. Everyone says we're going to lose. Let's just go out there and play. This this is a non-pressure game for us. That's okay, it's funny. So that that gives them the freedom. That gives them the freedom that, that tightens yeah. things up for yeah. Houston. And I think that's what it's, seeing that series from from game one when they got their ass kicked, they just played tight. Like you can see it in, the, they didn't look confident. They looked a little rattled. Yeah, you know, you I, know. I don't think they thought they were going to get smoked like that. Who, Houston? Yeah, I, and nobody nobody really does, but. See, what, what Houston is. I think they were ready for a dogfight. You no, know, it's an illusion. And, you know, I think our our basketball experts need to really actually hone in on their 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 aniline skills and stuff. What, is, what does Charles Barkley say? I have no idea. No experts, but God. <laughs> so I, don't, but I don't know if any expert really knows. Like, I just don't like how, you know, they come into games and go on TV and just splurt out shit. You know, because it's like, you give false hope. Like, when you break down Houston, all right, James Harden had a wonderful year. I mean, amazing year. But if you go down history, Michael Jordan, the year he averaged, was it 37? Yeah, like 80, it was 87. Yeah, yeah. His team sucked. Mm -hmm. the, the next... He had to do everything. Yes. The next person was Kobe. His team sucked. Okay? 06. 06. Now, you had Harden this year at 36, you know, averaging 36. In theory, if he has to average 36... 
his team sucks. Like, so when you bring Chris Ball, uh, Chris Ball, uh, Chris Paul back, and you put them out there, what do you really have? You have a dominant score who basically says, all right, I'm going to play isolation basketball, which if he's playing isolation basketball, that means all the other players are not getting easier shots. What I mean easier is like if we're going down down screens and back screens, you know, and people are focused on me, I pop out, I get an easy look, or I back door and get an open shot. They don't get those type of plays. Right, so it's you stand up, t- you're up I top. stand up the top of the these key. Th- these two are on this side, these mm-hmm. two on this side, and get out of my way. Yeah. You might get a high school. I break, I break everyone down, and then I pass it to you in a quarter. But when it comes to movement, these guys are not getting easy baskets to keep them in the game. The only way they get in the game is uh, someone passing it to them. So when you think like that, now you think of Chris Paul, Right. He is supposed to be Draymond Green. He's the guy who makes sure the ball gets delivered to Eric Gordon, um, Capella, um, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Though, because those guys are just standing around. So if Chris Paul is shooting 19 shots, that means he's not getting the other players involved. See, his role is supposed to be switched. With Eric Gordon, the focal point is supposed to be Harden, Eric Gordon, and then Chris Paul is supposed to make sure Capella, Tucker, and um, Green are getting easier shots because Harden and um, and Gordon are attacking. They can create for themselves. Yeah, yeah, because they can create for themselves. So Chris Paul is the one that gets the 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 the. the the sorrier players, easy basket. Mm-hmm. So you can't fact- create for others, and I think that was look. That's what you have with Chris. One of the, he's one of the best assist guys, shot creators for his teammates mm-hmm. like we've ever seen of his era for sure. And that was a question when he came to Houston: was how do him and Harden coexist? Because they both need the ball. They're both mm-hmm. gonna. What's that gonna look like? People kind of said, "Well, let's see. Let's roll it out there and see what it looks like." And we saw it's effective. But I think what changes is the postseason. Yeah, I mean everything's effective in the, up. everything's effective in the in regular season because no one is scouting you. You know, no one is scouting you. You know, but when you look at the way they run offense, it's it doesn't benefit the players who keep the defense honest. And you know, you cut you you cut out Capella, which if Capella is scoring, it helps everyone else. You cut out Green. You cut out P.J. Tucker. You cut out the guys that you actually need. You know, so this game is like, you know, I didn't even have to watch it. The fact that, you know, Chris Paul and James Harden are taking over the scoring, you know, mentality. That means someone's doing Eric Gordon's job. If someone's doing Eric Gordon's job, that means no one's doing Chris Paul's job. And that's getting everybody else involved. So now you've got... One group that knows exactly their roles, the other group doesn't. You know, so when it came to talent, Golden State is still overshadowing Houston. So to back up to what you said about Adam, or said to Adam, they don't have the talent. They have talent, but compared to Golden State, they they don't have have enough talent. They don't have enough horses. KD and Cousins gone, they still have more talent than you. I mean, that because, was like when they got KD. Because at the like, end of the day, you take 36, okay. 
Well, you you just, you know, go back to Steph's main year. He's at 31-32. So he's right under you, you know, James in the scoring department. So you guys kind of cancel each other out. You're, place, you're plus five or six against him. Then Clay versus the next score, ah, he's going to be plus five or six. So you guys are even. Now it becomes a role player's game. Draymond Green is going to be a better role player to the other players than your role player to, you know, to your, your, your team on Houston. So, you know, they just don't have enough talent, you know, to get by Golden State. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say that anybody has enough talent to match up with those guys because of the depth that they have. I mean, look at that first five plus their bench, mm-hmm. um, you know, with those injuries, that's, that's a little different. But a team like, let's say, Denver, right, that, okay, they don't have the star power, but the way that they play together, the way they move the ball – you know, what the mismatch that uh, Joker creates, mm-hmm. like maybe they are, uh, you know, a little more equipped to build the Warriors, to beat the Warriors, but the Rockets are not. No. They're not built to beat the Warriors. They're built to, mean, be, to be a. Denver's team. not. They're not I know, I'm just saying. Actually, the team that. I the think only put, team that's built to beat the Warriors when it comes to star power is over in the East Philly. Philly. Mm hmm. You know, you have Philadelphia where you have a big man who's placed inside outside. Mm-hmm. You have a, a go to guy in Jimmy Butler. You have Tobias Harris who hits outside shots. You inside have outside. JJ Reddick who's just a deadly shooter. And then you have Ben Simmons, Simmons who, who, who who's, supposed, who's supposed to be the anchor of this team. But I think he wants to be an actual point guard mm-hmm. and doesn't realize you're 6'11. You're the more aggressive on the scoring end you are, the easier it is for Tobias Harris, the easier it is for J.J. Redick. Jimmy Butler plays his own style in beat. Them, them two create their own. You need to be aggressive for Tobias. And so if you're sitting around just making passes, you know, not being effective, the team is not that good. But if you actually become Greek the Freak style, um, Westbrook style, those guys will eat better. I would even say for Simmons, he's like his own category. Yeah, but I, but at six eleven, just go euro and do all the. Spins. Yeah, he knows to go downhill. He knows how to you know euro yeah. and get to the basket. But it's he just he had um he had Lowry on him in that series, and you know he got a mouse in the house here in the post. But Lowry plays big on defense, so he wasn't a mismatch for a guy that's not creative how, down low. How can you be six six one and play big? I don't I don't get it. <laughs> You're little because he like Pat Beverly, huh? Like Pat Beverly, he bodies up a bigger player, just crowds him, get in his space, and it oh. gives Simmons. It takes Simmons out of his comfort zone because big, because taller guys think when I have a small guy on me, let me go to the post. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, thank you, I appreciate it. Now, now what? <laughs> thank you, I now appreciate what? it. Now the double can come. Thank you very much. You know, it's so, you know. So when when it comes to Houston, that they need to really get a, they really need to check their roster and understand that. If James has to score 36, you're not good. Okay, but that's the roster they have. So what do they do with that, right? Because who they have under contract now is James, Chris, Capella, uh, P.J. Tucker. Like, you don't have a lot of cap space or the luxury to move anything, really. I mean, Chris has three more seasons on his contract with $40 million a season. Okay. You're not going to move that. So you got to work with what you have. Well, what, then they're not going to win a championship. I'm sorry. I'm just be honest. What they have is not good enough to win a championship. 
you know, what's so funny is when they had Lou Williams and Gordon mm-hmm. coming off the bench, that team was way more vicious than this team is right now. Because you got two guys coming off the bench averaging 19 and 18. Okay. You have 40 points. You have 40 points coming off the bench with only two players. No matter what the rest of your starting five looks like, you have two players that's basically option two and three, but they're on the bench. So if your starting five is giving you anything in offense, it's hard to beat that unit. That team, like when they got rid of Lou, I said, ah, yeah. that's kind of. And also, think they, they kind of going backwards on this. They one. had the defender and Ariza that they needed this series. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about the NBA is, man, like if management just could be more patient. And let guys gel and stay together. You no, know, it, it ain't management need to be more patient. Manage, management needs to be educated in basketball, not paperwork. You know, so I think, you know, management looks at paperwork and tries to fit pieces within their budget. I shouldn't say paperwork, you mean but it's kind of weird. contracts and cap space. Yeah, yeah. but it's kind of weird to, to use cap space. I think it's just an illusion. Like, I think it's one of those things where you get to use cap space to keep making money and keep the team where it's at or trade this player and get rid of the player. Like, let's You're ima- saying we had to get rid of him to clear cap space. Yeah, let's yeah. imagine that all our owners in the NBA are billionaires. Let's just fake it like they're actually <laughs> billionaires. Like, they're, they're actually worth billions. Mm-hmm. If you really wanted to win... The cap space means fucking. Well, that's what I was gonna say about Houston. Okay, you gotta spend more because you're stuck in. All of them do. Like, if you Mm -hmm. really want to win, obviously you spend a little money. Fuck the cap space. Go get the players you need, and you will win. Mm -hmm. If you was billionaires, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, these guys aren't. Right? Yeah. Nah. Cap space kind of like blocks the fuck out of them from actually making moves. They have a a business to run. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a business. Right. Like it's, so, it's not about actually it's not winning. about winning. Yeah, right. it's not a win. It's it's a business. But I, I think that's the thing for Houston is okay. Take the cap hit. Because remember what the Thunder had to start the season when they had, or I think it was going into season, they had Russ signed Max Steel. They signed uh, Paul George. They had uh, who's the other big contract? They had um, Stephen Adams, mm-hmm. and then you had Melo, and they were like way over, cap. way over. Didn't care. They didn't, didn't care. care. Until they realize, like, this and, shit's not going to work. And that's, that's weird for that team because you didn't keep James Harden when he was... Don't, don't you think they learned from that? Yeah. yeah. Mm. The hard way. Yeah. Because mm. you, you lost James and KD. But, but yeah, you know, back to, to Houston. Okay, you were 53-29. and 29. You go to the conference semifinals losing six games. Was it a disappointment? To me, No. Like you, <laughs> you I, like it's a disappointment. Yeah, sure, because you didn't win a championship. Anybody who does, there's only one team that does. But did they play to their ceiling? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. They played to. They capped off everything they had. I mean, like really sit down and think about it. Your your power forward is six four. Plays big. But he plays big, but he's only six four. Mm. He plays with heart. He gives you extra rebounds. But at the end of the day, he's only six four. He's a hustle player that hits corner threes. 
you're very limited there. So when you take their starting five plus their bench, they maxed out their mm-hmm. potential. Just comes up short. Because there were games where, you know, you got a contribution from Eric Gordon, you know, what was that, game two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's playing, you know, he's maxed out in that game. Yeah, yeah. And you need that from all of your guys on a That's nightly what I said, for basis. For them, to, for them to have won both games, all those players had to be on. But in Not their, even on, actually doing their jobs, mm-hmm. doing their responsibility. Like James scoring, CPs at that 15. He's at that 15 and 10 assists. That means Eric Gordon has 20 plus. Capella has 15 with 9 to 12 rebounds. You got P.J. Tucker, who's probably hit four or five threes in a corner. He has five to six offensive rebounds. Like That's what you needed from that group, both games, to beat them. Because you already knew what Golden State was going to play. They were going to play to their strength. So to beat them, you would have had to play to your strength both games. But I was looking for, remember that game in January in Golden State that Houston went there and James hit that, that shot from the, the three at, to win it. At the end, he had Iguodala draped on him. KD was closing mm-hmm. out. I think somebody else was. I yeah, wanna, he hit that big shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, like that. I have the Tiger Houston team is what needed to show up for the series game one. I just didn't. It's never regular really... season, bro. Regular, no, <laughs> regular season of playoffs is two different elements Animals. of basketball. Yeah. Like some of your stars are not built for the playoffs. Some players, their skill level is only built for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it's that's why like players like Drew Holiday will average 18 to 20 in the regular season. And then the playoffs, when the game is, you know, slower, it's more half court, is more skill work, he averages 30 something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, what? How do, like, what's going on here? Well, it's it's his skill now. Mm-hmm. This is where his skill takes over. That's where Lou Will skill takes over. That's you know, Bibby. And that's how it's all kind of these... like it's automatic and repeatable. Yeah. It gets... It's just it's just a it's like it's like being a Honda in traffic. Mm-hmm. You're gonna move way better than the Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna move way better. And that's what that is. Like they just look better in these crunch time moments. And also, um, you know, I think we, we also saw with Lamar last week we were talking about practice players versus gamers. Mm-hmm. And then so it's also like gamers versus big gamers. Yeah. And a guy like um, Tony Parker, mm-hmm. you know, like that you knew he was going to do his thing, run the race for the regular season, but then really pick up the pace in the yeah. postseason and could know. And I think that's a real thing. There are certain it is. guys that's that... What yeah. it, it just is. It yeah. is. Like, but no one play, ever talks about that. Players who have one-on-one ability... That means they can create their own shot. Playoffs is more valuable for those players because everyone knows exactly what everyone's trying to do. So the creative players, the players who can create their own offense, they their skill in heightens. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know it's like you, but you as the management, as the coaching staff, you have to understand what these players can actually do. Should have never let Lou Will go. No. Um, give him a grade on the season. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Give him a. Like, like I said, we hit their ceiling. We knew what they were gonna yeah, do. I give him a. I that, mean, yeah. it's like they <laughs> capped out. Like I know. Look, I know they thought like, "Yo, we're about to beat the shit out of them." They lost KD. 
Yeah, yeah, but they still have three All Stars, All NBA players on their team. <laughs> current, you have one current, and you have a, a a great PG, but they have three current. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're still outmatched. So, mm-hmm. but I get, I understand that. Yeah, they lost the Bugatti, but you're not realizing they still got another Bugatti. He's just that's a big yeah. A that's what I'm saying. He just haven't been using his engine because he didn't need to. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you take that one off the road. Here comes the other one. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. So we talked about the players, the management, things they can do. We didn't talk about the coaching. So with D'Antoni, we know offensively what you're gonna you're gonna get innovation on mm-hmm. the offensive end. And every place, think about the place he was at, Phoenix, mm-hmm. back in the day, New York, mm-hmm. um, Lakers, Lakers, and then here mm-hmm. um, in Houston. Um, is he not a playoff coach? It's, you know, it's easy to say, no, he's not a playoff coach. But when you think about his teams – For the most part, none of his teams were capable of winning in the playoffs. Well, Houston, they lost to Golden State four of the last five years. Yeah. And, and then the other team they lost to, Spurs. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Makes sense. They ran up to the, the bigger fish and they couldn't... But get I mean, like, but what I'm saying is when you break down all of his teams, they're, they're regular season good. Mm-hmm. They're good for... You don't scout me. You don't know nothing about me. We're just going to come up. You didn't spend 30 minutes on me, and we're going to run up and down, and I'm going to just beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. That's been his teams. It's not that, okay, you're scouting my players. I can give it to someone that no matter what your scout report says, he can do it. You know, when you think about, you know, Steve Nash's group, yeah, they were great, but who was the go-to player on that team? No one. Mm-mm. So oh, yeah. when the when that when that court gets right, you're pick and roll, trying to throw it to Amari, you know, moving because he couldn't post up. Like you didn't have no one that you can say, all right, here, let's 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 go to work. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> I say it was like Diaw because Marion was a transition. Everyone player. was transition. Everyone yeah. was spot up. Spot you had up. Deep yep. No one was a creator. No one can create their own basket. Steve Nash, like Chris Paul, yeah. shot creator for shot his, creator what's for, his game? I'm gonna probe dribble. I'm going to try to draw a, a double team, team and, and kick it out, or I can up. spot up, you know, I can... Or I'm going to spot up and hit, but that's what I'm saying. Myself, if, you're, but. If, you're, if you don't have a guy who can really take over a game and it's a whole team atmosphere, it's kind of hard. Like, like with Detroit, when they beat the Lakers, no one actually realized the skill that team had. So... Let's take away their fucking defense because the defense was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Offense, what you did have is Rip was the go-to guy. Actually, I was going to say somebody else. Just wait. wait I, okay. Rip was the go-to guy, right? Mm. Wallace mm. was a go-to Sheed. guy. Sheed. Yeah, Rasheed yeah. Wallace was the go-to yeah. guy. That's who I would say it was. And Chauncey mm-hmm. was a go-to guy. So when the last two minutes came to play... The Lakers have Kobe as their go-to guy. And you can focus on Kobe. Well, Detroit had three guys who knew how to score in the last two minutes. And that was their advantage over the Lakers that year. 
Um, you know, we know Lakers had a couple players that was hurt, but that team was skilled at the right time. You know, so it was really hard to say, all right, we're going to shut Chauncey down because he likes to hit the big shots. Well, Rip Hamilton hits big shots, and he knows how to create. Uh, Rasheed Wallace Rasheed with the post-up. Like, he's a matchup nightmare. So you got three juggernauts that you're trying to do, which is kind of unheard of at that right time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just, you know, it's like, you know, it's like Blazers. You got two finishers at the end of the game with um, – CJ and Dame, they're both half-court players and both great offensive scores, you know, like individually. You know, so it's like, who do we focus on? Yeah, we can say we're going to stop Dame. Yeah, but CJ's going to kill you too. And that's what I think talking about D'Antoni, Terry Stotts is, I I do think that is a guy, is a good playoff coach because he gets his teams to overachieve. Except for last year, but. No, you know it's not over. But he also has the right guys to. You have you have two you have two killers on your team just Mm -hmm. because the world doesn't know you. you, Dame averages twenty seven a game, Mm -hmm. hits big shots like he's a killer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and his second option averages twenty (laughs) one. That backcourt is killers. That's a problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's you have exactly what you need to be successful as a coach. All right. Well, speaking of coaches, I think we've done enough with Houston here. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. They've gone fishing. We'll <laughs> see what you do next year. Uh, a thing here in L.A., man, what a weird week it was. We had a protest. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> um, we had a protest at Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Things have just gotten out of hand. Uh, the leading coaching candidate, Tyron Liu, uh, backed out. Mm-hmm. They wanted to uh, choose his his assistant coaches in his deal. I think it was something like six, uh, 18 for three was the uh-huh. contract. Um, so, yeah, he they, they broke off top talks. So you want to talk about Tyrone Liu as a coach? Uh, okay. I get all the hype and the protesting. I don't know what the fuck they're protesting about, but I mean, sounds amazing to protest. It was like a, but, well, what, it's like the town, the, the village is coming after the, the like a buses witch hunter. Yeah. on what, yeah, for well, what? Like, came out with their pitchforks. Yeah, their yeah. Like, it's like, what is, like, what is the argument about? Like, like, okay, so we have Tyrone Lou, who's, you know, the head candidate. They offer him three year 18. They want Jason Kidd and who else? Uh, that's all I know because I know Rambus, they uh, had another can- – the other candidate right now I thought was mentioning that. But I, I th- all I know was Jason Kidd. Okay, I mean, you have a great assistant coach. You have great minds with you. What's the problem? For Ty Lue or the yeah, Lakers? What's the Don't problem? you think he's a little threatened by Jay Kidd? Maybe that guy wants this job? So that sure. immediately puts him on the hot seat. Sure. But at the end of the day, do what you fucking do. Like, what? So you want to, so instead of having a great mind with you, you would rather bring in someone that you're not threatened by. Because at the end of the day, that non-threatened player has no information for you because he's stupid. Not going to help you. You know, so... Yeah, you're not on the hot seat, but if this is your 
if this is the guy you have to talk to, you're going to get fired mm-hmm. anyway. Like, I want a great mind to see something I don't see. You got to remember, Jason Kidd was a Hall of Fame player. So he looks at the game different some, from some guy who was a bench player his whole career. Yeah, but there's like, two different mindsets here. If there's some sort of government parallel, like you have the president, but he knows the guys I'm going to put around me, like my vice president, my chief I, of staff, I, all that, they're not going to try to take my job. I think billionaires say it the best. I want to surround myself with people who are smarter mm-hmm. than me. But doesn't like, mean they know. Also, I don't want to be the smartest role. man in the world. Job. I, huh? They don't want to take my job. But at the end of the day, I can only learn from people who are smarter than me. I can't learn from dummies. I can only learn from people who I surround myself with. So with Ty Lue, I want to. I want Mark Jackson on my bench. I want Jason Kidd on my bench. Look, if I get fired, it reflects all three of us. Not just me. It reflects all of us because we're all doing it. We're all in. This, this is all of our input here. Yeah, I guess it's like if you get. If you, if you draft a quarterback and the, or you have a quarterback and you draft a young guy and you're thinking like that's going to create a quarterback controversy, but team knows at the end of the day, that's going to be the best thing for us because it's going to create a competitive environment. So if all these dudes are pushing at each other, but we're winning, hey, like, I mean, like, the best thing how for does us. It, uh, let, let's, just, let's just think how Tyrone is probably, I mean, Ty, Ty Lewis is probably <laughs> thinking, yeah, Jason Kidd is going to be after my job. So what he's going to do, tell you bad information? Is he gonna like? Is he gonna tell you to? Maybe. Is he gonna Maybe tell not, you? Well, not tell you bad information. <laughs> give but, you bad information. Like, what the fuck do you think he's it, really gonna? But do? it's like uh, some Game of Thrones stuff. Like, yeah, you're in charge right now, but as soon as you start fucking up, yeah. But if I'm, out, fu- I know I'm next. That's what the upper management. If I'm fucking up, that means the two people that's speaking in my ear is yeah, fucking but, up also. But <laughs> they're I, fucking Ty, up also. Ty knew that when they fired Blatt, when Blatt was on the hot seat to start the season. He was that guy that slid right in there. He was the number one candidate. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's insecurity to me. You know, it's it's insecurity instead of saying, listen, like, you're not confident with your skills. If I'm if I'm them, three year eighteen is fair for his resume. Mm -hmm. Like for Mm -hmm. his Mm -hmm. resume, three year eighteen. That matches you up with LeBron. And when both of you guys' contracts are up. I can evaluate you for you. As of right now, what have you actually done for five years? For a five-year contract? Like, they fucked up with Luke and gave him five years. Because what did he do? I think that's why he was What I'm saying is, what did he do for his five years? Drive the boat while the captain slept. You know, for a couple of hours. Night you know, watch. Because, you know, his his team went to the championship. They were the number one team. Or they won the championship the year before. You know, Golden State coming back. If we said, all right, first 39 games, what do you think, you know, Golden State's record would be? 34 and something, 35 and something. Like, that was their record. So, no matter who coached that fucking team, that's what the record. So, if they would have only lost... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. Luke looks amazing, period. Nothing to do. So with Tyrone Lou, what did you actually... Like, you need to really check the ego inside because at the end of the day, what have you done? Like, 
in 2000, was it 2014, 15, David went 53 and 29, right? I don't know if you can find anyone in America that would tell you if Love and Kyrie Kyrie. was healthy, that Golden State would have won that championship. I don't think anybody will give you, will, will, will pick Golden State if Kyrie and Love was healthy that year. So that team was a championship team. Two players went down. Going to the following season, they're, they're damn near favorite because everyone's healthy. David goes 30 and 11, 30 and 11, and he gets fired. Why was that, though? Why was it? I think LeBron wanted him there. 30 and 11. So that team is playing well. Mm-hmm. You sub in. You go 27 and 14. Your record was worse than his record. You guys win a championship. Okay. I mean, they were favored in any goddamn way. <laughs> I mean, they were favored in any goddamn So what did you really do? Nothing. Just drive the fucking boat. You just drove it. You just made sure it just stayed straight. There was, so there was nothing you actually did. Because the team you had was number one. They lost in a championship because option two and three were gone. And then they were all healthy the following year with a 30-11 start. You just subbed in. And you did what you were supposed to do. You didn't fuck it up. You didn't, that's all. That's, that's it. You didn't fuck it up. But I'll tell you what. So, like, for Luke... That turned into a full-time job in L.A. And now mm-hmm. also he's got to Sacramento. Like, you, you think the Lakers are supposed to make two bad mistakes? Because at the end of the day, it's they like, a lot okay, of mistakes lately. I, like, Lucas, like, Lucas Lakers, and, okay, we get it. You're Lakers, too. But at the end of the day, I've already made a mistake with the five-year deal. So let me just go ahead and mm-hmm. put three years. Because after that, what did your team do? 50 and 23, when... Coaching, this is where coaching comes in, where your team was still unbalanced because you didn't know what Dwayne Wade was doing. Like, between your two guard, Dwayne Wade and J.R. Smith, both of them was fucked up. You didn't know what – J.R. didn't know if he was starting. He was unhappy. D. Wade wasn't being put in. Like, you man, that team was managed wrong at the beginning of the season. Then you, you bring in a whole new squad. They looked – they didn't look great, you know. They were good enough for what they had. They was good enough yeah. for the East. You yeah. go to the championship, you know. You lose. You ha- at the end of the day, you was not going to win. So, I give you a a C plus for that season. Um, the following year, you start the game. You start the season zero and six. They fire you. At the end of the day. You were supposed to fucking go zero and six. The team was fucking horrible. They knew that. They knew you know, this. so you know, it's it's kind of it's really kind of hard to really judge what what how can he coach? Like, yeah, it's really I would have said the measure of him as a coach would have been if not zero and six, they were six and zero or four six and, and two. Something like, I mean, damn, we but, didn't expect that out. Of, I mean, I, six games is really nothing. I know that's what I'm saying. It's it, it, he got fired so fast. It's hard to really judge. Can he coach? Because it's like, all right, that team sucks. We know they suck. 
Let's see how, you know, if you're losing at the last three minutes, your 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 team is competitive. You know, if you're if you've if you're 0-12, but your 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 team is competitive, you're losing in the last two minutes of the game. You know, little things like that that says, okay, he can coach. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have a star player to finish the last two minutes off. But as of right now, even with a championship, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I've, the championship is cool, but it's not worth five years because I don't, it, it's not like we started the season off and you was on a third or fourth team and you made it to the championship. You was on the number one team. Yeah, they lost, but going into, going into the next season, they were the number one team in Vegas as mine because Kyrie and Love was back. They were. They were the favorites. You did your job. Yeah, he did the, his job and got him to the he got him to the gold. Like, you know, so I can't really put any value on that because that's. You think it was fool's gold that he has that championship, and you can't, and you want to. I don't call, call it. Like, I don't call it fool's gold. I call it a. You know. But people say, oh, well, they have Ty Lue. Ty Lue, he's a candidate. He won a championship. But that's what I'm saying. There's more it's, to the story for than that. for the eye test. You look at championship as oh, he's. You know, he has a ring, but, you know, you, you got to put it in perspective. How did he win this ring? I mean, they start off the season 30 and 11. That, that, you know, that coach before, that should be his ring because he shouldn't have been fired. The team is, the team was probably number one or number two in the East. Why is he fired in the first place? So, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> you, you're getting a job for no reason. You know, this guy didn't, didn't deserve to be fired. He just got fired on I, on a winning record, nineteen games above five hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're balling, mm-hmm. like you're fucking really balling. So you know it's, you know, if I judge thirty and eleven versus the twenty seven and fourteen, ah, we already know who's mm-hmm. who's you know who's on that the, the, the winning side of that one. So you know it's you basically come in, you get a you get a you get a championship. You come here, it's thirteen eleven. I mean it's you know three year eighteen. Take it. Yeah. I was gonna say it's fine. Hey, 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 if you do your fucking job, if you do it, you put the right people around you. I mean, friends are cool to keep getting mm-hmm. your friend's job, but at the end of the day, you put the right people around you, you're going to have success. Like if I'm Tyrone Lou, hey, Mark Jackson, Jason Kidd, let's do this. In my three years, if... I get fired, and they put Jason Kidd. Hey, so be it. Hey, he. I was listening to him anyway, so he's gonna get fired any motherfucker. Well, you know, it's just like, like, what the fuck is he gonna do? You know, it's one of those things. You know, it's. it's well, we'll see where it's, he goes it's, it's, next. It's, some, we'll it's, a, it's a little bit of delusion. You know what so, I mean? Yeah, I mean. There, like, a, I'm gonna give him three years. You know, LeBron is your guy. Your guys. You, you know you. You, you, you guys are together. When the three years is up, I get to really evaluate you for you to see if I want to extend it. It's fair. Yeah, that's what I would think. If he's LeBron's guy. No, but at the end of the day, you you're looking. Right you're looking and at, I think there's more to it. You're looking in someone else's pocket, and you're mm-hmm. looking at a five-year deal, and you want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no one's going to make the same mistake twice. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen. I, I gave Luke five, five years because what he did in Golden State – which was nothing. Um, and I gave him a young team expecting what I have no idea. I don't know what you was expecting when you gave him the Lakers. 
I Golden re- State South. Yeah, that's what I said. I really don't. I, I I don't know if you you were gonna. He was supposed to turn them into the Golden State. Oh, well, I, you, you see that in sports all the time. Is you are a coach in this system, do the same thing. Yeah, here. The, the fucking delusion. That, that's right. what I said. It's fucking delusion. These guys, these guys in upper management are fucking delusional. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm gonna pay you five years, twenty five for the thirty nine games you subbed in for and duplicate it. Good for you if you can get it. Like, like duplicate it. What, <laughs> like, are you? Do I get? To, do I get to bring Golden State over here? What the fuck you mean duplicate it? This is not. Mm-hmm. This is not fucking Steph. This mm-hmm. is this is ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is ball. This ain't Steph Curry right here. This mm-hmm. is he averages. You know. 10. That motherfucker averaged 31. Like, this, <laughs> this is a fucking big difference right here. You know, it's fucking delusional. Know what you're looking at. All right, we got to take a break, but we're going to get into another team. We're going to grade them the Celtics. Mm. But before that, we got to talk about Wix. Do you know we have a No Chill Podcast website coming? It's oh, in the do? works. Yeah, get ready for it. It's in the works. So look out for the No Chill Podcast coming soon. With our friends at Wix, Wix is building us a custom, beautiful page to keep all of our episodes, show information, and even a way for you to contact us. So get ready. Ask Agent Zero anything. I think. Oh, shit. <laughs> and also, get ready for any answer. <laughs> yeah. You want some? You got some. Uh, but, but Wix really is the best in the business at this. If you have a need for building a website... Um, it's important for anyone to have a website for marketing, for branding, uh, and the place to do it is with Wix. From the variety of websites you can create, they're professional, they're robust. Um, there's a solution for every need with features like Wix Video, Wix Stores, Wix Booking, and even the Wix Blog. Wix just launched Wix Turbo, which means all sites are now made with Wix can load faster than ever. Wix takes care of all the heavy lifting, like reliable hosting to keep your website safe and secure, custom domains, mailboxes, email marketing, and more. Uh, They also offer total creative freedom. So with Wix, you truly have infinite design possibilities, making each website personal, unique, and an original masterpiece. The platform enables you to create whatever you want yourself, whether you are a novice, a business owner, or an advanced designer, or a professional website builder, make it beautiful with Wix. It's easy to use, it's clean, it's fresh with a professional look, and you get the results you're looking for. So get started on your own website. Mm-hmm. Go to Wix.com today. You sold the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, we got to pay our bills. <laughs> you sold the gotta, shit out of We got to pay our bills. Uh, all right, so getting back to grading, all right? We're going we're gonna to go to Boston. All right, finished season 49-33. Um, another semi-finals exit. Was it a disappointment? No. Because um. you, you know what people were saying. LeBron leaves the East. East is weaker than the West. They have this young team. They can go right in there now. Like the Vegas odds were they were going right to the final 60-win season. Didn't get there. I said it last year, again. Another complex flashback. <laughs> oh, yeah, on a complex. At the end of the season, I said it. Trade Kyrie in Hayward now to get players that fit. Because I seen what the motherfuckers didn't see. I seen it. I, I seen it. So that's why I said trade Kyrie now while you can 
and get superstar for superstar well, back. You weren't like Nostradamus. You, what you saw is what you saw out of Rozier in the group that when Kyrie wasn't there. Yes, yeah, so how they I, clicked I seen, and how they performed I seen together as a starter. Rozier was a mimic of him, not as not as good, but good enough for being an option number two. You know, um, hit big shots, knew how to create his own. Um, in the half court, Tatum got the ball. He was option number one. Brown played great basketball. Um, so as a group, that young group, they knew their roles. They knew who was who, what was what. So to fast forward, bring in Kyrie back, puts Terry back on the bench. Bring Haywood back, puts Brown on the bench. Well, you got two players that just had success. Now you want to rewind them back to the bench. You can't do that. They're not going to be happy. So the production and roles they had are no longer their roles because now they have to try to adapt. You lost two players. Kyrie coming back as the number one option. Now Tatum has to adjust to him. You lost another player. So, in hindsight, yeah, that team's not going to be as good because this is a brand new team. This is not the same team. This is not a team that's going to build. This is a new team that has to actually try to figure out their new roles is what I actually see. Because it's like one of those things. I got to drive now. Yeah, I drove. Yeah, this feels good. Now you're telling me to be back in the passenger seat. Like, wait, hold on. What, what do you mean? Like, I'm not going to be happy now. You know, so, and that's what happened with that team. You got three players trying to adjust to a whole new fucking role after they had success. It's like when you're a kid and you go away to college, then you come home. And then and it, you went away. You, I was independent. Yeah, I'm was, independent. Now your parents up. telling you to do shit. Yeah. Like, wait, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So it comes back to coaching, upper management. Again, on this one, um, Danny Ains, you know, for the most part, he's done great. I was going to say, he, he, like, he made every move. He's every done, he's move, done, like he's what done he did great. With, but this response, bringing Kyrie in at the right time. But this responsibilities have to fall on. Him or Brad? I don't care which one it falls I got, on. I got an X factor for X factor for you. But well, let me hear it. Anthony Davis. I think that all that the hype around that and players not knowing if they were going to because like Jason was supposed to go to New Orleans. And all, I think for young players that messes with your head. Anthony yeah, Davis to that, Boston? That wasn't even a thing. Yeah, it was definitely a thing. No, it wasn't a thing. It was definitely, that was a thing for the Lakers. And and Boston was there Nobody saying was like he's not going to, to LA because he Boston is that's who Danny Ainge wants. Nobody paid attention to Boston and the fucking. That was the grand master plan of Danny Ainge to trade him for who? These young pieces because they had they showed with Rozier and Tatum and Brown those guys could be expendable. You keep Hayward and Kyrie and then you add AD. You keep that's the guy that they always wanted. They've said you you, you trade who? Some variation of of uh, Brown, Tatum, Rosier, draft picks that they have. 
whatever they can package. Because you and, couldn't and, move Kyrie. And that team was going to be in the championship? You bring AD in there? Yeah. In the East? Okay. Okay. It sure. didn't happen, but I'm saying that can mess with the young no, player. I that think didn't that's mess another up, thing that, that, that they were, it's an X they were, factor. They were horrible. It's an X factor. They were playing horrible bef- any, way before. Okay, so you said it was front The office. only reason you're talking about Anthony Davis is because your team is not playing up to its standards. <laughs> I think it was that's why you're talking about a trade. I think in addition to what we saw last year in the playoffs, um, for some reason they just did not click this year. You have, a, you have your reasons for it, right? I just gave them to you. Okay, I, th- I thought and, I cut you. You said, and, you said let and, me. And get the, to what, what up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to be a basketball mind and understand basketball to to grasp what I'm saying right here because you can probably get offended. Um, you had Isaiah Thomas, right? Isaiah Thomas was a score. He was a he's what he was a hooper. You know, he got buckets. Period. You subbed him for a so in a sense he was a better IT was a better option number 2. Well, you know, in the long scheme of things than Kyrie is. Um, well, Kyrie's your option one. Kyrie, but that's a problem. Mm. You bring Kyrie in as option one. But if I told you at that time, even on that, before you knew about the hip, which they probably did know about, um, and what you've seen out of IT since then, you would say that Kyrie's an upgrade. No, no, no. Kyrie's an upgrade in natural talent and ability. But if they were both healthy, it depends what you're looking for. Because Kyrie is not an option one. He's a second option player. Okay, and so this is why. He's a very skillful guard, really skilled. He can create his own basket, and his IQ flies the last two, three minutes. So that's the guy who finishes the game for you. But this guy does not know how to play in a system. Well, his skill is not in heightened in a system. You know, it's like it's like putting Blake Griffin in a post. That's not his talent. That's not where he's great at. So what ends up happening is you say, all right, Kyrie, you're the man. Here's the ball. Do your thing. Well, because he doesn't know how to play with four other players, you're ch- he has to now try to figure out, oh, I need to get these guys in the ball and do all this, when he's just a killer. He's a killer. Like, he's, he's what Lou Williams is. He's what Jamal Crawford is. He's what... Harden. Um, who? Harden. No. He's what... Um, Wait, I mean, you no, don't think Harden's a killer? No. He's what Ginobili is. These guys are designed for a special purpose. Bucket getting and bucket getting only. No team concept. So when you look at his stats and say, all right, you average 23 and 8. And you're the option, you're option one. 
you have no chance of winning. Because Golden State, Clay Thompson is 21 and 5 or 21.5. He's option three. Dame Leonard and CJ. CJ's averaging 21. He's option two. You got OKC, where Paul George is option two. He's averaging 29. So the fact we go into the playoffs and we take your option one stats at 23, you're actually out of the, all the stars, you're at the bottom. You're the, you're the bottom of the star list. You're there with Jokic, who's damn near averaging a triple-double. Triple, yeah, I'll take You're that. there with, shit, Gordon. You're, you're talking about, like, uh, the top, what, 10, 20? Top six, was it, 16, six, like, all the teams. Yeah. 16, 32 teams. 32 teams who make the playoffs. I mean, All-star, though. No, 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 16 teams. Yeah, okay, in the playoffs, yep. The 16 teams that make the playoffs, he's ranked by stats 13, 14, 15, 16, you got Gordon from Orlando, whoever the star for the Pacers was at the time. You got him. After Oladipo, yeah. You got him. You got Blake Griffin over in Detroit who was hurt most of that playoffs. Then Kyrie when it comes to the, the number one guy. Like, your stats at that point as the number one guy are horrible coming into the playoffs. Because that means your number two is under you somewhere, which – Tatum was number two. Well, option. I was gonna say they would that you would say that Boston have the depth though of all these teams. That's that's what was hyped about them. Your option you one is at twenty three. Your option two is at fifteen. Right. James Harden alone takes Those you both together. out. But I would say option three, Hayward, is at ten. Eleven. So those guys. I, that's what I wanted <laughs> to get to with this team. Kyrie is here. These guys need to elevate. No, he needs to elevate. Because at the end of the day, what is your team? A second-year player? Is that who you're relying on in the playoffs? Brown is a third-year player, but he's a second-year player. And a guy coming off injury. And then Terry? No, Haywood. A second-year player. Haywood coming off an injury. So four scores really have no experience Mm -hmm. that you're relying on in the playoffs? No, 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 no. You're supposed to have been Iverson, averaging 35, 36, because they were still average 15, 10, and 12. That's the difference. So when I look at his stats and I say, you averaged 23, 8, 23.8 and 7 assists with a sophomore unit, but in Cleveland – you were the second option behind LeBron James, the best player in the world that year. He averaged 26 and 7. You averaged 25.8 and 6. And then option number three averaged a double-double at 19 and 11. How? How the fuck can your stats be that dominant with two dominant players, but you have a sophomore team and your stats are not dominant? Would it be this? He was comfortable in Cleveland. Boston, it was all on him, and he was saying, I, actually, no, no, no. I, don't, I don't want it like that. In Cleveland, he knew what his role was. 
LeBron James gets the team involved. Kyrie, you score. Mm-hmm. And if you get assists here and there because people are focusing on you, bravo. But other than that, do what you do best. In Boston, he's trying to be LeBron and Kyrie at the same time when it didn't work. So yeah, it was like, okay, uh, Bron's here behind the controls. You navigate, tell me where we're going. You're my ultimate wingman. Go to Boston. Oh, here, you fly a plane. You fly, you fly it. Yeah. Let me see what you're going to do. It's, it's different. So at the end of the day, as Danny Ains or Stevens, or Stevens, you have to look at what you really have. What is Kyrie? What is, what is his talent? He's a number two option who you just make him score. Don't Mm -hmm. worry about the rest of the team. Tatum would have been my number one option because he's already proved it. He proved he can handle this responsibility. And the other four players work well with him. So what I have is Tatum in the half court, Kyrie back in his element. With that being said, Kyrie would have averaged more. Where do you use Tatum in the half court? Mid-range. He's a mid-range guy. Mm-hmm. Mid-range footwork. High that's post. his guy. High yeah. post. Like, but you got to remember, you take the ball out of Tatum's hand, and then it's like, all right, we'll give, I'll give it to you when I'm done dribbling. Like, all right. Mm. Okay. Instead of saying, all right, let me, let me, let me see what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. If I don't have it, give it to you. Now I cut out. 10 dribbles for you because now you just get to the yams mm-hmm. and score. Mm-hmm. That's what he was a that's what he did in 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 um in in or Cleveland. In, in, in Cleveland. You know, so as a coach, you have to understand what your talent is. And that's the reason your talent didn't thrive this year. Yeah, and I think they he did have I forget I think it was like November or December. I think it was December. He did have a moment. I remember you yeah, he's post, yeah, like, me, but you, you saw him do that, be that, but then it just kind of it kind of disappears. Yeah. Like, yo, you, I think it was they were probably saying like, all right, Kyrie's doing his thing. Okay, we now we got to get Tatum to do his thing. We got to like, but you got to activate you, all these guys. You have to understand the talent you have on your team. Yeah. You have to understand, like, at the end of the day, yeah, these guys play well, but they're so inexperienced that hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna you guys feed off of each other. I just do my thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I'm going to dribble and do all this and then try to get one of you guys open, and you're like, all right, all right. So, hey, hey, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> like, all right, let's, let's, let's play this, this mm-hmm. game right here with each other because right, we don't fuck with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's because they don't, have, they don't know their roles. They and didn't that, know their roles. And between him and Harden, that style of play is difficult because you're dominating the ball for so long in the shot clock that a guy like Tatum is like, now I got to rush mine. Yeah, but that's got, the problem. If you you're going to dominate the ball... Use it to your ability. Right. Fucking score. Mm-hmm. Like, when Boston looked good, and he's going 35, 40, 45, 30, because he's just fucking scoring. Mm-hmm. Now, with you just scoring, everyone understands their roles now. But when you dribble 15 times doing all this, and then you hot potato it, these guys are like, what the f- <laughs> What am I doing? Like, I don't, <laughs> this is, mm-hmm. yo, yo, we need to change this shit up a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, it's. There, it's like that's what I said. It's like Iverson. If we know what Iverson's doing, we the other four know what to do too. You know, so he's gonna score. He's our one, two, whatever. 
whatever Iverson was, Eric Snow, get the rest of the team involved. Mm-hmm. Tatum, get the rest of the team involved, and you become Iverson. And that's how that team should have looked. Okay. Percentage that Kyrie stays. Stays? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be rude here, but why? what do you need him for? Like said, there, you don't offend anybody. We're not. If you're We're there just... to sell tickets, like that's what I'm saying. Like Kyrie can go anywhere he wants. As long as he's the number one option and he doesn't take on an Iverson mentality, it's going to be the same thing. Okay, so 0% chance? 100% chance. That he stays? No, gone. Okay. 0% chance. He 0% stays. chance he stays. Okay. Like, so if, if he... Like if, he, if they actually got Anthony Davis, perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That Give it to Anthony that's Davis. A long game. Let him be the number one option. And then in a second, and then in the fourth quarter, bingo. You're back on. Mm-hmm. That's what Anthony Davis mm-hmm. did with in Pelicans. Anthony Davis is the number one option. The go-to guy, Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew, and that's, you know, that's that's his role. He needs a front man to do all the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Because when he tries to do the heavy lifting, it's like it's like it's like I, I don't know. It's like it's a few players that I think they read comments too much and read the media too much, and it fucks up their game. You know, oh, come in here. You know, you need to be a point guard, get everyone involved, and do all. No, that's, no, no. You're saying that's the case for Kyrie? Yeah, play I, to your strength. But, I, don't, I don't know if it's social media or like, man, if you put on any. Of those shows in the morning, first take or whatever, and that's all they do is criticize. Yeah, but they you gotta never, remember, never good you gotta job remember, <laughs> most of the people that's criticizing you are stupid. They they really don't know actually. They don't know what basketball is. I can tell you the right. They don't know athletics. I, I can yes, I can tell you right now. I love Stephen A. Smith. I love his energy. You know, he makes me laugh. Yeah, he, at the end of any the day, team he, he goes punch with punchlines. Punch any lines. team he goes with. The other team is winning. <laughs> you know, he, he's at this point, he's like the fucking weatherman. It's like the Drake curse. Yeah, it's like, he's like the weatherman. He has a 5% chance of being right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has a 5% chance of being right, and he actually gets to keep that job. Like, yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things. Like, we don't care if you're right. We just care to hear yeah, like, just what, to where hear you're what you're saying. And that's, how, to next, that's yeah. how our media is. They just want to be first, and they just want to. They want to go viral. Say some wild shit. That they we they, can't they, they say wild shit to go viral. Yeah. That is not no. fucking sports. Mm-hmm. Like you're giving you're giving the rest of the world false, false knowledge, false hope. Like period. Like it's just like when I heard the who was it the the Kawhi Leonard. It was the Kawhi Leonard Kobe thing. Yeah. But you know what that is? It's cool for a minute to compare those guys. It's the way but it always is. It's, it's one of those things so where last I, like, I understand it, what he was trying to say. Not he's better. In clutch moments, he's more efficient. It's hard to really judge it when you have one guy who's been in 300 moments versus a guy who's been in 50 moments. Yeah. Like, you have one guy whose moments started at 
25, 26, 27. And one guy whose moment started at 20, 21, 22, 23, mm-hmm. 24. Yeah, he's going to be, this percentage is going to be worse because he's really inexperienced. Mm-hmm. He has the mindset of what he's trying to do, just doesn't have the experience. Well, then the other guy, his team has always been top three. Of course, his killer, well, his his percentage of hitting big shots is going to be better because the talent around him is better than Kobe's was. When he was, like, you got to remember, Chris Mims and all of this, <laughs> and we're ranked eighth mm-hmm. versus, I'm on the Spurs, we're always top three. I go to Toronto, who was ranked number one last year in the East. We're going to be we're going to be ranked number one this year. Like you like like that's like his team is solid, smart players that they're going to they're going to give him the space and the opportunities to hit quality shots. But when it comes to the volume of shooting, he's not even in a category yet to even like you can't even compare it because he doesn't have enough work. It's unfair. Like, yeah, he's 28%. He's 60%. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if I, you know, shoot 7 out of 10, I'm 70, you know, I'm 70%. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the best percentage shooter in the league, and I'm going up against a guy who shot a fucking thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, that's a fucking dickhead move, to be honest. <laughs> like, like you, 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 you need to at least break 150 to at least be in that conversation. At 150 shots, let's see where your percentage is then. 200 shots, let's see where your percentage is then. But the thing, I mean, for Kawhi, people say he's like robotic or whatever, but two things about him. He plays within himself and he plays at his own pace. I, you know what? And that's what I had to respect about him. You know, um, you know me, I was a very, very hater of the Kawhi Leonard yeah, you didn't even say his name right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a big... I, I don't know if it was a hater. You were just um, a doubter. You didn't... In today's society, that's called hating, you know? <laughs> because... It wasn't personal. Because hating, the, the real... The, hating is someone's good, and I'm hating on their talent. I can admit that. Okay. I did not oh. believe the hype because of where he was coming from. Coming from San Antonio... You know, he's ranked number one in defense. And I'm like, well, that team is ranked number three. So something has to give here. I mean, you know, really something has to give if the team is ranked three. So that means there's more defensive players. So that means his job is a little bit easier. Because when he left, the team was still a great defensive team. Even Murray, a guard, we didn't even know. He's ranked second team all defense. Like, what the fuck? And he was only second team because he got hurt. He would have been first team. So you have another stopper on the team? Like, if he's stopping motherfuckers, how can you get rated for stopping motherfuckers? Like, when the Bulls had three stoppers on the team, Rodman, Jordan, and Pippen. I'm like, how do you fucking actually, how do you guys actually judge this? Like, how do you put them all three first team? Like, they have to... Like, cancel each other at one point. Like, how is Rodman doing one job and Jordan's doing one job and Pippen's doing one job? Like, this is confusing. This oh, is, you had a pack of killer dogs. Like, you know, if, if, if Pippen is stopping everybody and Rodman is blocking everybody, 
Shouldn't Rodman be before Pippen because Pippen's funneling to Rodman and mm. Rodman's getting the block? It was just it's just a confusing stat line. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. who's the better defender? How do you quantify that? Yeah, it's like, and that's that's what it was then. So mm. when he's he he went to Toronto, he's a fresh new person. Me, let me see what he looks like now. And you you doubted a little bit. I doubted at first, yeah. and then hey. like a week later, like fuck, okay, he is fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's not pretty. He just gets the fucking job. Yeah, done. that's pretty actually. N- not really. Like, it's not not really. Like, See you hit LeBron shot gets the job pr- done. Yeah. Uh, I get you saying, but it's not it's not, not, it's not, not, not elegant not as a Michael Jordan right. type of right. you know. So when you look at Kawhi, it's like it's robotic. Uh-huh. It's not flashy. He has thirty six and twelve. Yep, six assists and two blocks, and he shut that person down. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I, I respect it's like, it. Uh, you know, it's like it's like, like, like t- 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 one thousand, not, yeah. not Schwarzenegger. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one, one of those things. It's like, damn, damn, he just kills. He's fucking just gets it done. Like, yeah. I, you know, I just can't. You know, I, I'm on, the, I'm on the bus. Mm-hmm. I'm late to the okay. bus, but I'm on the All motherfucker right. though. <laughs> <laughs> Waving my quad flag, like I'm here. You, He's got I'm a here, fan you guys. now. Yeah, I'm, I'm here, you guys. I, Add another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, so I forgot where we were. Uh, it doesn't matter. No, no, you're, you're, doesn't. You, you're, you see the light on Kawhi. Yeah. And he's impressed. I don't even know why he broke him up, but we did. Side note. <laughs> Side note. But um, all right. Well, I'm going to go take my flannel back to the closet. You know what? I got the swaggy closet. I, I think I saw this look there. The swaggy? Okay. Have you seen that? Listen. <laughs> Listen. Ten years ago, you were considered a bum dressing like that. <laughs> okay, okay, well. Now it's called fashion. fashion. I mean, half the time he has on swim trunks a little too long. With the, no, sure, he wears short. He will wear the, stuff. I call it the white man can't jump look. Okay. With a robe on from the Holiday Inn. I haven't really seen the robe. Like, it's not, it's not an actual inexpensive robe. It's a $5 robe from the fucking... No, I think it was... Super 8 Versace, Hotel. It's, no, it's a fucking Super 8 all-white mm. fucking robe. I don't know how and it's do like, that. yeah, this is, my, has, this is my fashion because he has on $800 Kanye West. <laughs> like, no, they were $200. They were just, free from Adidas. Yeah, actually. you just got up... You just had to pay a little bit more because it was online. <laughs> you know, no. so your outfit is a whole three fifty. Mm-hmm. That is not fashion, bro. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down. <laughs> but you can't tell him that. I can't tell him that because I have no fucking fashion. I'm Costco. You're more functional. Like athletic clothes. Because I don't go anywhere. I don't go anywhere to dress up. Actually, you did. Um, I was surprised when uh, the, the big three draft. You were, you were a little fit for that. I had on jeans. No, I think it was, a, it was like a jogger suit, and you had on. No, a, I had on jeans. You had on different sneakers, though. I think they were just all white sneakers. Never seen you wear shoes like that. They weren't Adidas. Oh, those are the those are the comforter shoes I wear in court. You know, all whites. <laughs> you know, my old white court shoes. You know what I mean? They got all white courts. Then I had hey, some I mean, jeans on, and then a white T-shirt, and then mm-hmm. I found a zip-up sweater. I was like, ah, oh, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Other than that, I, I don't. I can't. Like, I did it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Wore the suits, wore the ascots. I was the one, the first one to bring the ascots in because mm-hmm. I was like, it was. I was watching movies and I was like, damn, the bad guy always got on this fly ass puffy shit. What is it? And I was like, my my stylist was like, that's called. Oh, the you ascot. had a stylist? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it was like what happened. Because you know uh, you when the dress code came in, you know we had to 
Based. So the team had a stylist or you had No, your... I had a stylist. Because, you know, when a dress code came in, we all had to dress. Right. So I had to get a stylist, Alba. And um, uh, at the time, too, it was a guy named Jared out of New York. And I was like, you know, what is this look? The bad guy, like, he's, he's fly as fuck. What, what movie? Every movie, any movie, James Bond's James movie, Bond any movie. Guy. It was okay. like the guy had the little puppy thing. Just, mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know how to do ties, but what is that right there? And I was like, that's guy. And that was my look. I'm done playing. You know, I, I don't want to dress up anymore like mm-hmm. that. Like, I, if I go to the red carpet, you best believe there's a white T-shirt under. From Costco, <laughs> Kirkland. You know, it's, that's a dress shirt to me. You are who you are, don't if you? If I go to dinner, Kirkland. I know, I know people at Kirkland on right now. I just, I just threw this, this Nike top fit on because it's like, damn. He yeah, always I'm not even going to criticize, you know, I could. But what you said, you, got, you can't do that. That's a classic flaw. Nike, Puma shorts. Uh, this is Puma shorts? Yeah. I thought that was a swoosh. Come on. I thought it was when a swoosh. When has the Puma, Puma Panther ever looked like a I Nike mean, think shoe. about Okay, it's Nike shoes, that Nike tights. Yep. Okay, obviously I thought this was Nike. I thought I was, I was, mm-hmm. I was all Nike'd up. Okay. You know, it's, but the shorts is black. You know, I match. I actually match, though. You know, I came from working out, you know, so it's... All right. That's enough for fashion advice for this week. Yeah, I have none, so don't even take mine. I'm going to go eat uh, some of these chicken wings from our friends at... Our friend Eric here. What up, A? Humble (laughs) Potato here in L.A. Great spot. There's three, right? Yeah. Where at? Playa del Rey. Culver City. City. Palms. Not in the valley. Mar Vista. Yeah, me and Greet. Oh, okay, okay, spot. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, bomb food. We bought a whole bunch. It's over here. Oh, yeah. I'm taking that home. Yeah, take it home. <laughs> All right. So, wait. One more thing. Uh huh. Half man, half amazing Vince Carter, 42 years old. Uh-huh. He's coming back. Uh-huh. You, had a, you had a take on that. I think you need some time to talk about it, right? Because you said. He is killing some player's dream out there, right? Mm-hmm. He's taking a spot away from a young guy that looking to make his way and probably will get that roster spot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I, I, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of Canadians probably. It's usually Canadians who Canadians. You know, they speak their mind. Toronto, you know, Torontoans. But he's, you know, he's not, he hasn't been there. For but him. he's Toronto's like, come on. Besides they, they Drake, got, they got Drake. Besides yeah, Drake, it's fucking Vince Carter for you know the most famous, you know. So. Most of the hate will come from Toronto fans, um, but it wasn't it wasn't a hateful comment. Vince has never been in a position where he can understand what I was saying. When I started my career, I was the fifteenth player, right? I was the fifth guard. Um, Larry Hughes. Jason Richardson starting at the one and two. Backup was Mookie Baylock and Bobby Sura. I was five, and we had a kid named Dean Oliver. I was five and a half to six, guard on a team. So I was in. I was on IR. They didn't have the D League then, so I didn't get to dress. I had to wear a suit, you know, every day with the ascot. Same? No, fuck no. I didn't, oh, I didn't not yet. Yeah, no, so I got money. I yeah. spent all my money back then on a big old initial chain that you know we were wearing back <laughs> then. You just wore the no, you just wore the. It was just initials. Like a everybody G? was in initials. It was like GJA, huh. just big one. And then my Escalade with the TV. So I didn't spend. I spent all my money. So 
I only had two suits, which I wore every fucking road trip. <laughs> so you got to think about it. As the sixth and fifth and a half guard, you can imagine that my practice time on the court was minimal. Was not gonna, I was not getting any reps in, in, in practice. During games, obviously, I have no opportunity, was never going to play. I don't even get to warm up. So, as a young kid, you know, I start, you know, just looking and watching and trying to understand. Then I have, you know, a veteran in front of me, Mookie Baylock, who spent all of his time on a golf course. I mean, sometimes he showed up to practice late from the golf course. You know this story. So when you really think about it, I'm at practice at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's like I lived in a gym. I had nothing else to do. Like, that was my practice. Like, I'm practicing from 6 to 11 because at 11 in practice, they wasn't subbing out. Jason, like, Jason Richardson just tried to sub out for me, but Mookie Baylock and Bobby Suris taking, you know, it's like I never really got any reps. So the only person I sub in for was Jason. Like, all right, you know, you know, so – you know, but, you know, the team, like, hey, hold on, Gil, let the, you know, so I didn't really get opportunities, you know, um, my, you know, Mark Jackson from Philly, you know, he kept me working out, practicing and doing all of that. So I started being envious of the veteran. Like, yo, you, you take, like, I don't, like, I don't care what you've done in this league, bro, like. I'm busting my ass off here and I'm sitting in a fucking suit every day and you're fucking worrying about fucking golf swings and your golf thing. Like, I don't want to hear none of that shit. I'm a young guy. Like, I don't want to hear none of that golf talk. Fuck you at golf. Like, it's like, to this day, I don't play golf because of that experience. Like, fuck golf. Like, fuck the sport. Like, yo, I'm a basketball player and I'm spending my hours here and you're at the golf course coming in practice late where I just got three good minutes of running up and down and you fucking come in late and sub me the fuck out. Like, I hate it. I hated our veterans. Like, you know, like I hate it. Like, you guys didn't put, you're not putting the effort that I have. I have this energy that I, ha I can, let me show it. Because on their end, they made it. Yes. You were, you were hungry. Yes. They're here. So and at their point, they're more relaxed. Like, was I better than them? Fuck no. <laughs> no. I couldn't, no. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get past Mookie Baylock for shit. When I did, you know, it was a defensive player. It's like, mm -hmm. no, I didn't. Got to remember, I don't have the experience to to know what to do to get by him. It's just all I know is, oh, he's picking me up full court. What am I going like? I didn't have no experience. So when you think about a coach whose job is to win games, no, he's not going to look at me. No, I don't have the experience. So no, no, the young guy is not going to out outplay Vince for them to get on the court. So. I'm sitting there game after game after game, actually now praying that one of these motherfuckers get hurt. So I can at least get in the warm-up line. You know, like, like at least like a fan get to see me windmill or a coach get to see me do something mm -hmm. that like, okay, oh, young fella can jump or something. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking about at the time, but I knew one of these motherfuckers got to get it hurt for me to get out of this suit. Mm -hmm. What ended up happening is they end up getting rid of Mookie Baylock. And boom, from that, from that one decision, Mookie's gone. I get out of the suit. We're down 20, down 30, or up 20, 30. I get to get a minute in the game now. 
Like, I get the, gotta remember, before I, my friends, my teammates, they get those two, three minutes. Now I get them two, three minutes. Now in those two, three minutes, here comes four points. Here comes six. Here comes six fucking shots. But I get to try to convince the motherfucker who ain't even looking at me that, hey, I can do this a little bit. Now we play against Atlanta Hawks. We're down 20 with five minutes left. All the rookies are in. We come back. We lose by one. Crowd gives a standing ovation. I let it. I let, I let the... Okay. We play Timberwolves next game. At the end of the... At the, at the last three minutes of the third. Hey, uh, Gil, sub in. Who, me? Oh, hell, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Go in like... This is like actual game time. <laughs> like real... This is real... We're down eight. I go, I go on an 8 0 run. It's tie game in the fourth. Yo, they subbed me out at the beginning of the fourth. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck. I went on an 8 0 run against fucking uh, KG at the time. You got Hudson at the time. Like, motherfucker, I was balling. Like, like mm-hmm. I went home. Like, we, we ended up losing. I went home. Like, yo, like, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. Like, I'm gaining confidence. I have not outplayed Larry. I have not outplayed Jason. I have not outplayed Bobby Sura at any point. But on that court, I'm showing something. Game 42 comes around. I have not proved myself, but I've had moments. All because of all because of the Mookie move. One move. Larry Hughes gets hurt game 41. Game 40 game so for game 42. Bobby, Bobby Sura doesn't want to start. He wants to stay in his six-man role. So, Gil, you're starting. Like, is there another Gil in the club? <laughs> like, like you're, you're starting me? Like, I had to look, you know, you know, you start looking around. Like, motherfucking lying. Like, I see my name on the board. Gilbert, Tony Parker. Like, damn, I'm... All right, I'm going to keep it cool. I'm going to keep it cool. <laughs> Call my dad. Hey, I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting against fucking San Antonio. Like, you know, like that. Get the fuck out of it. No, 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 serious. No, serious. Like, they're starting me. Like, you haven't even done shit to start. I started three quarters against the defending champs. We're down one. Fourth quarter, Bobby Sir again, we lose. But for me, like, down one against the champs was a big deal. Like, yo, I... Like, I, I'm, I'm happy with my performance. The coach was happy with my performance. Like, oh, hey, you, you held your own today against them. Like, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Next game, double-double. Double-double. By the time Larry comes back, I just won rookie of the month. They decide, Larry, we're just going to go with him. You got to work your way back into the, the, you know, the lineup. You know, you know, you know. From there, you know, from that point on, it's 30, 28. I'm the fourth quarter player. You know, we have Antoine James, but I'm the fourth. Like, I just built his name. As a starter, I average 18, 6, and 5. My numbers was better than Larry's. But I didn't outplay Larry for the spot. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Mookie got out. And I rose to the occasion, all because of an opportunity. And that's where the experience is coming from. Like, Agent Zero, Hibachi, was made all because a veteran got kicked off the team. If that veteran was there, I probably would have never been me. I would have never had the opportunity. 
You know, because Larry was Larry was uh, negotiating a sixty a sixty something million dollar deal. So if he never gets hurt, or if Mookie never comes in, because if Mookie was there, Mookie would have been starting, and Larry would have came back in. He would have got his sixty five million. I'd have probably been Still out been of the in league. that suit. I'd have probably probably been on the suit or out of the league, and never actually got the opportunity to actually show what I can do. And that's where it was coming from. That listen. You're, 40, you're 43 years old. You've done everything you can possibly do in your mind. You know, you don't want to win a championship. You really want to just be contributing on a team. You're averaging six points. There's a young kid that you've made $300 million. One more million doesn't mean nothing to you. But this guy right here who, who just got picked in the second round, who's looking at you like he just needs you to move out of the way just so he can get that last minute of the game, that, that free throw against this team, two minutes of a game to start his first million-dollar contract or his 20 million. Like, that's, that's who I'm speaking for. Like, you know, there's guys out here that's waiting for the opportunity. You know, somebody like Andre you know, Ingram, who's, who sat in the D League for 10, 12 years. Instead of going overseas, like, I just need the opportunity. And every time he's gotten it, the fucked up part is he's actually proven he was good. To the point where it's like, all right, we're going to give you a 10-day. In those 10 days, he averages 15. To start off the next season, he's back in the D-League. Because these teams want the veteran guys. Like, even though he's a veteran now, at this point, he's a veteran. Give the man an actual shot to prove. I would say, to be honest, if, it, if he really wants – to be around a team and to contribute, be an assistant coach. You're still traveling. You're still talking why, to these young guys. Why? If you're averaging 15 every time they give you a chance, you're No, no, no I'm fucking... talking about Vince. Uh, yeah. That's, like, that's, that's, like, I, that's, that's what I'm, what I'm kind of confused be, about. He should I mean, be a coach. He'll probably be able to dunk a basketball until he's yeah, but that's 70 years old. If I'm coaching a team and it's Vince or this young 19, 18-year-old, I'm going with Vince. He's seasoned. At the end of the game, remember, at the mm. end of the game – if, if Vince is only playing nine minutes, six of the minutes is coming in the last four, you know, fourth quarter because he knows what to do. He knows he's going to take the right shot. He's never going to do anything dumb. He's not going to make any rookie mistakes. He's going to be a veteran. So I'm going to, as a coach, I'm going to always keep Vince on the court in crucial moments because he's seasoned. But to average five, six, four, and hang on, like, yo, just... Yeah, I mean, really, the last five seasons, he averaged 16, 16, 24, 17, and 17 minutes a game. Yeah. I mean, that's... And but, also, the other thing is, like, I mean, yeah... But, again, like, I mean, those minutes... But, that's but, not the Vince that we remember. But got to remember, half man, half those amazing. minutes versus the point production mm -hmm. to, to a veteran at 43... You're, you're, that is not good. For a rookie, an 18-year-old, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that, you know, that's the difference. You can build off that. You can, because you can build, there's upside, like confidence, upside, 17 minutes. You're, you're trying to figure out how to be the next Vince. You know, like, mm -hmm. and that's, that's how I look at it. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I can see if he was Jamal Crawford and you're still out there playing 28, 29 minutes, but no. You've, I mean, his last last 10 seasons has been like, eh. 
Yeah, he, really, he really came to life again in Dallas, but I think that's exactly it. Thank you, Vince. We want to see the next Vince. But it's not. But it's not. Think it's like just understand that mm-hmm. when you, when you're sitting there subbing in, look at the end of that bench. Are they happy for you, or are they like, man, I can't wait till this motherfucker gets hurt, or wait till this motherfucker just gets kicked off the team, or wait for this motherfucker to retire? Like, I let, 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 give me the give me the chance too. I I look up to you. I want to be the next you. Mm-hmm. But you are standing in my way because you are the vet. Like, I just, like, be a good vet and just Remember say, hey. what it was like to be that young kid. But he's never been and that. Actually, he, he was, that. That's what I'm saying. He's never been in that yeah, position. If you were a guy that came superstar. in as a lottery pick, yeah. you never had to scratch and That's what I'm saying. You never had up. to scratch and claw. But there's players that got to scratch and claw. Mm-hmm. And some of those players that scratching and clawing do become superstars. They just need the opportunity and they've – Built up this this desire and hunger to be great. We don't know until. Like that's just like saying, "Hey, yo, dirt, come back one more year." What would everyone say? Really? Like, really? Like one more? Like what? That's what I mean. Even with D Wade, he went out on top. Like that's what he he didn't go out with an empty tank. He had a little bit left in there. What did D Wade average this year? He went out at the right time. Double double digits, like. Was it second in scoring on a team? <laughs> Shit, with his stats compared to Vince's, he could play fucking three more years. Yeah, he averaged fifteen. He averaged fifteen this year. Game. Yeah, but he—I mean, that's what like what Vince averaged when he was thirty-seven. Vince is forty-two. Huh? Like five years ago. So e- either way, but like the no, thing. No, at fifteen. He's thirty-seven, averaging fifteen. Right. Vince, that was Vince's at thirty. What? Thirty-three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing about D Wade that I respect is that he went out with something left in the tank. But uh, but, that, but that that I don't want to get. Listen, I'm not spent. But but that's what I'm thinking. It ain't even about that. It's like listen, I've I've done everything mm-hmm. I can possibly mm-hmm. do. The way this team is going, what am I really doing here? You know. So let me go ahead. Let the next person behind me get a chance to shine. Mm-hmm. I can go on about my next venture. But that's a, but you're talking about a guy who wasn't ranked in high school, mm-hmm. and he had to build his way mm-hmm. up, so he understands the process. And that's where it was coming from. It was coming from someone who had to fight and claw for everything and looking at, like, yo, what are you still doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guy. Come on, come on, guy. Like, like, come on, guy. Yeah, it's my turn now. Come on, come on. I know I haven't earned it, but fucking hey, give me a hey, chance. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, don't you want to ride off into the sunset? Sunset, yeah, yeah. right off into the sunset, <laughs> live on a beach, do something. But, you know, at Vince, I understand one thing. Like, the, this next year, he becomes the most played mm-hmm. year athlete. I get that one now. At, when, it, when, when they said he's coming back one more year, I didn't get it at the time. Like, this is an actual milestone for mm-hmm. him. Okay. I get it. Hang your head on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. But, you know, it wasn't my first time that I did it, you know, did this. You know, yeah, I remember I did it against um, D. Rose. D. Rose, yeah. D. Rose when Vince, I got... I got first at Vince, but... D. Rose when I got angry at him for being in the middle of the season and saying, you know, I need to take some time away to, to, see, <clears throat> to see what I wanted to do with my career... And I'm like, wait, hold, hold, hold on. You should have made that decision before because the person who got cut at the end, basically, he's living through you. Yeah, where's he now? Like, like, 
if you leave, he's like, wait a minute, like yo, like then I would have I would have been on that team. I could have I could have contributed. I could have been a practice player. Like I could have mm-hmm. really. But so because of your decision now, now you not, now you don't know if you want to play basketball. I wish you'd have made that fucking thirty games ago, you know. And that's you know I did it then, like you know, because I'm that guy that's you know had to. But for in that situation, it wasn't something that he like could perfectly time in the preseason or training camp or something. No, like I that. know, I know, but you know, it's just the thought, the the thought people don't think about. There's like you gotta remember if there's a guy who has to suffer. <laughs> yeah. You don't think you know, of that. Yeah, you know. We just, you know, just, you know, Vince fans is like, I want to see him one more year. You're in your Fuck own it. world. I want to see him one more year. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's good enough to beat a player out, if, if, if he beats a player out, that's his team. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got, come on. He's going to beat out a 19, 18-year-old kid who has no experience of what to do unless this guy is just a, a freak athlete or scorer. But that still can get overshadowed by Vince's athleticism still. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't beat out Mookie, who was old. I didn't beat out Bobby Sura. I didn't beat out um, Larry Hughes. Didn't, didn't, like, be honest, every time I practiced against them, they kicked my fucking ass. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. One-on-one, when we had to do one-on-one, I got fucking torched. I remember Larry had me 18-3. <laughs> he had me 18-3 because... I don't have any experience. I don't know what he can do. I don't know his talent. I don't know his skill. I don't know his habit. I'm just trying to play basketball, and I'm getting fucked up. You know, but, you know, game after game, I'm building my game confidence. And You also kind of learned on the fly that way. Yeah, just, you know, just playing, put me out there five on five. You know, I'm reacting. I'm gaming it. Mm -hmm. You know, building my confidence. Now I understand what this game is about. Now I'm understanding I can't do this. I can't do I can't do the same thing against the same person. Okay, this, you know, now I'm learning and bringing all the pieces you have, a thousand of them, I got now four, five. Mm -hmm. I'm building my resume of knowledge, you know, because... 43 versus 18, the knowledge is going to kick his ass every single time. For the most part. Athletically. But you got to remember, it's it's Vince athleticism, Mm -hmm. which is a 40-inch vertical versus an 18-year-old kid with a 38 or 40-inch vertical. They're on the same. One's moving faster, but one is smarter about his movements. Mm -hmm. You know, like like what 18, 19-year-old right now is going to beat Crawford out for a spot. None. None. Yeah, this guy might be a starter, a, a all-star, a Hall of Fame in three years, but at this moment, at 18, 19, he's not going to. He's not, not gonna a fringe, beat. like John Morant, but not a fringe 18, 19. Yeah, he's not going to beat out, you know. Like if, if John Morant had to play against like Lou Williams or Jamal Crawford at 39, He's going to have a hard time shining and, mm-hmm. and stopping this guy from scoring. But he's going to be your future. Mm-hmm. But he can't stop this 39-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not always about mm-hmm. talent at the time. It's, it is actually cool to see that old guy win. It's the young yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, is, yeah, actually. Yeah. But it's going to win every time. I mean, that's what I said. going to win every time. You know. right. Like, who is, the two, who is the shooting guard behind Kobe? Yeah, but Nick Young That's, and Jordan. Uh, oh, oh uh, I was going to say that. Jordan. Like when Kobe retired. Jordan. Yeah, I would say it was Clarkson, yeah. Clarkson, Jordan yeah. Clarkson. Like, yeah, I mean, like, you got to think about him. Mm-hmm. 
you know, let's yeah, say Kobe took three, four more years. His career doesn't even get off, mm-hmm. get off the ground. You know, because he's sitting behind Kobe, who's going to play 30-something like Tom minutes. Brady doesn't want a young guy behind him. Huh? <laughs> he's had, like, three young guys behind him. Get rid of him once they start to get good. Yeah, I'm a, still here. But, I mean, they get, but at least they go start somewhere else, mm. you know, and get to play somewhere mm. else, though. You know. It's just, you know, I look at it like respect the game. Like, if, mm. you, if you can't put the same passion and same effort, not into the game play, but into – practice and all this stuff give someone who like give, give someone them else, their chance you know, give up someone you know it's like give somebody a chance who's gonna put that heart into it that 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 grit and grind you started with mm-hmm. you know that was my reason like i didn't have the passion anymore you know so it's like let me give it let me mm-hmm. just move away for you know these young guys are really you know i can see the hunger in their eyes and mm-hmm. they're looking at me like mm-hmm. hey man it's one need <laughs> They ain't even like he kind of practice all this and this and that. I need my time, and coach keeps calling him. Yeah, you're right, you're right. He does. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but also took you to be at that place too. If you if you still had that that fire and you still wanted it, I still be playing, yeah. you know, hogging up a spot for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, shit happens. When it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. All right, all right, Vince. Mm-hmm.